Hi, and welcome back to The Expansive. My name is John. I'm one half of The Expansive podcast. I'm an author, keynote speaker, and future strategist, and I'm always joined by my ever handsome co-host, Eric, <laughs> who's an executive coach, author, and speaker. How are you doing there, Eric? Hey, hey. Uh, it's always good to be back on The Expansive and uh, evolving as we'll soon be discussing. Uh, but yeah, yes, hi, man. and welcome. Thank you, Eric. If you're joining us for the first time, we release a new episode every week about what it means for individuals and organizations to approach the future with an expansive mind. Join us as we challenge the status quo, banter about life and expand our perceptions of what is possible. And what a week it has been. It seems like we say that every week, but my God, every time we get to this part of the week, we're like, wow, so much has happened the last week. How have you been, Eric, and what's going on for you? Yeah, listen, I think, uh you know, we always talk about change accelerating, but I think the more attention you pay to what's happening in the news headlines, the more you realize how much like everything is accelerating and uh, we are in for crazy, crazy times to come. But yeah, um, otherwise I've been really well working on uh, facilitations, talks as per usual, a little bit of Groundhog mm. Day and I'm super jealous for the fact that you are leaving the country in like two days. <laughs> yes, man. I'm on my way to Latvia, Lithuania, Italy, and Dubai. I'm speaking for the Latvian and Lithuanian governments at a innovation conference, which I'm highly excited about. Um, I'm also joined on that stage, believe it or not, with the gentleman that invented Siri for Apple. Oh, nice. Yes. And also, I think the head of people for Netflix and uh, somebody else plus the presidents of both lithuania and latvia and uh so it's a, it's a big gig um, mm. it's also the first international gig i'm doing in 18 months in real life uh, so yes double vaxxed uh, all the, the 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 what's it called this test up your nose what are they called pcr tests or whatever they're called so yeah a lot of adventures coming along and really looking forward to it and really important because today's topic is all about input equals output about coaching and strategy and just hearing new things and experiencing new things. And I think this trip for me is very much about breaking out of that Groundhog Day. And you're not alone, Eric. I imagine mm. many of our listeners are in Groundhog Day of some sorts or another. My very good friend, Sean, who lives in Joburg, um, and no offense to anybody who lives in Joburg, but oh, it's boring, a boring city. There's not much going on there. And I'm sure everybody in Joburg will agree with me. But He's also very, very like low in his energy because of this Groundhog Day and having the same input all, all the time, you know, and I know you also have got some good news, Eric. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your good news. Yeah, well, um, uh, there's lots of good news. I'm not actually sure which one you're referencing specifically. You're speaking about moving to Cape Town? I mean, what could be better news than that, Eric? <laughs> That's brilliant, dude. Yeah, listen, I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, on the on the Groundhog Day thing, I was, you know, every day is it's the same thing. Like you wake up in the morning, you get into your office same office every single day yesterday um i had to meet mark at uh, and mark will be coming onto the podcast soon we'll talk about that a bit in a bit as well but i had to meet mark for coffee he didn't pitch so i ended up like just having my own little bit of time in the coffee shop and i told dan when i got home like i was just so productive being out of because mm. i think i think creatively when you are in the same space every single day and i mean this is gonna mm. segue well into our, our topic for the day but when you're in the same space the same inputs, the same walls, the same, you know, everything around you. Like, mm. I think it just stifles what you are able to create and the way that you're mm. able to look at the world and create new solutions and, 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 and. Well, look, I mean, if you think about us like software, like a phone, you know, there's been no upgrades 
everything's been the same. We've been running the same software this whole time. And it's almost like we need a new sort of upgrade. Mm. But thinking about that and talking about new inputs, I don't know if you've seen what's been happening with Facebook. Um, not that any of us are fans of Mark Zuckerberg, poor guy. He needs a PR strategy with his personality. But they are really streaks ahead than what it seems like most most other companies around what they want to do with the metaverse, multiverse, and virtual reality. And what they're talking about is that they want to be hosting meetings in virtual reality with as much live sort of engagement as possible. And if you add to that this idea of those 3D cameras that Google launched a couple months ago, so the reality of us actually experiencing other places with new mm. inputs, utilizing technology, is not far off. And I think Oculus is on the horizon to really start to bring this stuff in. And last thing before that, a very good friend of mine, Dale Immerman, who's a technologist and an ARM augmented reality specialist, he said to me something really amazing a few weeks ago, a few months ago when, when COVID was happening. He said, do you know the future of meetings got nothing to do with Zoom? I said, what do you mean? He says, the future of meetings has got to do with Fortnite. I was like, what? He says, if you think about Fortnite as a game and you pick up an avatar and then you arrive at the game, but you just change the game sets up to a conference. And then everybody arrives and you sit down with your avatar and you're quite like nimble and moving around and they're all talking to each other instead of shooting each other with guns. You're having conversations around the conference topics, you know. So, you know, technology is going to be helping us. But for the moment, Groundhog Day is a reality mm. for many, many people around the world. You know, um, I have two thoughts when it comes to this. The first is that, you know, as soon as we all went virtual, one of the things that, that popped up was uh, all of these different virtual conferencing platforms. And it's essentially what Dale's talking about. It's like you you have a little avatar and everyone is meeting in a certain place, but then you're watching someone on stage. But it's like it's like these weird avatars. Yeah. And and personally, I was I never felt connected to it. Like I, you know, I, I never tried, I don't know if you did you ever try any of those platforms, either as a speaker what, or as a guest. Night? No, no, no. Like no, any of the, the conferencing platforms. Yeah, but that's the problem. Those conferencing platforms are so 2D. They're like terrible they are, compared they to Fortnite. Yeah. But, but, even, yeah. but even Fortnite. So, I mean, if you just take the yeah. same idea of like you have an avatar and you are observing the avatar like this. Um, mm. I mean, like you are observing your avatar on a screen. Mm. I still don't. So I'm going to segue this into the second part here, which is that when I was thinking about the future of work, writing a, a talk, I was thinking everyone is obsessed now with uh, how do we lead remotely? How do we lead in a hybrid setup? But what mm. about how do you lead in a VR world? Or how do you lead in, mm. a, in the metaverse? Mm. Like that's mm. actually the next kind of question. Because like we're just solving yes. for now. If you're solving for yes. next, then that's mm. the question you should be asking. And I can mm. totally see how powerful VR is going to be in this context. Imagine us mm. recording this podcast, but having VR headsets on and it feels like mm. we are, I mean, because we've both experienced how immersive the platform is. Mm, mm. So imagine we put this on, like it'll feel like you are in the room with me. I can Absolutely. see that having massive traction. I'm still not sure about the Fortnite thing. I get that. I think it's, I just think it's a very young person thing. Like your, your company well, look, has to be I, very geared towards uh, Gen no, no, Z. No, what, what I, no, I agree with you, but I don't think it was a literal sense of having a meeting in Fortnite. What I was meaning is that the technology in gaming is streaks ahead than the communication plan. Yeah, got it. So if you compare mm. Fortnite and those games to Zoom, yeah, so Zoom is like in the Stone Ages, right? For sure, yeah. So I think it's a combination of gaming that comes into conferencing that then will give us this 
sort of like high high engagement value where mm. those 2d scenarios where i mean how bad are those things choose your table to sit on <laughs> so, okay do, go networking now which table do you want to sit on to network? you're like are you joking this is like terrible and the companies so, yes, pay like hundreds of thousands of those hundreds. for those platforms yeah uh, yeah 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 exactly so yeah look uh things are opening up uh big time uh, so vr will just be an add-on we won't be uh relying on it uh totally which is a really good thing but let's talk about this topic of input versus output and it's such an interesting one because i think both of us both of us in our careers are very much focused in on creating uh, stories and connecting dots for our clients whether they one-on-one -on -one clients or one-to-many is trying to give them a new idea, a new concept, a new input, so that they can make better decisions that, than they were before our conversations, before our talks in the past mm. session. So both of us do it in very different ways. Um, so tell us about yours and, and, and what you were thinking around this input versus output coaching strategy discussion. Yeah. So, you know, um, it, it's very interesting how my, let's call it my practice has evolved over the past few years. That initially it was very coaching heavy. Um, that's kind of where I started. Then I moved more into keynote speaking and facilitation. And today that's still the biggest part of my business. But coaching has recently kind of made a bit of a comeback for some reason. And it's not something that I actively advertise. And it's something that for a while I actually didn't enjoy much. But then as things have now changed and evolved, I've kind of found a coaching structure that's working for me that I enjoy taking people through. And it just got me thinking what, again. What changed? What changed? Is it because is it because the keynotes became quieter, and then this just became the next obvious step of what the market wanted? I have no idea why. To be honest, I, I can't pinpoint one thing. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I just think that as we, you know, we've spoken about this before. As we continuously put out content for people, um, mm. there's some like at, at certain times there's a tipping point that gets hit, and you get a lot of influx, and that influx is mm -hmm. a variety of like talks and coaching and whatever. So, mm. but, but coaching has recently like picked up quite a bit, which was strange mm. because like I said, I'm not really actively mm. marketing it, but mm. I, I thought about my own coaching journey and how that's changed over the years. And I thought about how often I look for coaches. And I know that's something we've spoken about before as well, mm. is that we both tap into coaches quite often. And I thought about why is that? Like, why do you really want to get a coach? Like, what is the real power there? And it really comes down to what you were saying, that what you are doing is you are creating a new input and you are finding the input in the form of a person that has deep expertise or deep knowledge in a certain area. And because of that, it helps you to shortcut your own learning because ultimately, you know, our mental models are so fixed. And even if we think we are adaptable, even if we think we are open to change, it's still very, very hard and difficult to recondition how you think and how you view the world and how you solve problems. But the moment you get to tap into a resource like that, it forces you to think differently. Like you, you now have to use this input and layer it over the challenges that you are facing or the opportunities that you have in front of you. And because of that, I think it opens up an entirely different world to you in a much quicker way. So, I, yeah, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. And I think if I if I give a poignant point that where this happened to me, right? And it was not even a coaching session, it was Seth Godin's The Practice. And I, I was mentioning this morning, I went on a walk in Table Mountain and I was mentioning it with Richard that I went with. And I said to him, you know, what that really did for me, that piece of advice from Seth Godin was, oh, 
You don't like my content. Oh, it's just not for you. Mm. And and one of one of Seth Godin's books, Richard didn't like. Now, obviously, Richard Mulholland doesn't hold back. So what he did was he emailed Seth and he said, <laughs> I, I think your book was shit. <laughs> like, I didn't like your book. And you know what Seth responded? You weren't my target. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, thank you very much. Uh, no problem. It's just you, it wasn't for you because it, whoever it was for really landed with that. But just that little, just that one sentence, which is just crazy, has released me one of judging anybody's work. Because now I understand that spiritual bubblegum coaches are required because that's where somebody's expression lies and also somebody's growth lies. Mm. So there's coaches for seasons and there's coaches, coaches for different people. And so it's, it's and you know what, and, and I've heard you say this and I've heard many people say this, that coaches are a dime a dozen. Everybody now is a self-help coach, right? Mm. Everybody's got this thing that's going on. And it's not about... They're, they are disingenuous or they are muhus or they're like useless. It's not that. It's that there's somebody there that they can service at their level of consciousness. And again, it's just released me of my work and says that, well, look, if you don't tap into my work, it's just that's mm. fine because you just, it's not for you. You know, it's not, it's not for that sort of person. So thinking about poignant points, would you, would you remember maybe one or two points that, of any coaching session or Something like a line that maybe thought made you think, oh my God, this is a totally different world just from one sentence. Yeah, my mind is kind of hooked on what you just said now because I had a I had a very similar experience when mm. again it was like I was watching a YouTube video and it was a like a, a puppy golden retriever that was playing mm. with this machine that it would like it would put the ball into it and then it like yes, shoots yes. it out and they have to go and I've fetch it. That, yeah. And it's like the most innocent thing that you could see. This pup was having so much fun. And I went to the comment section, which like you shouldn't oh, do. Oh yes, I and people that. were just like ragging on like the owners, like you know this pup must be so bored. How can you like you know it was like this whole thing, but you are neglecting yeah. the pup. You are too lazy to play with it, so you get this machine. And that was quite an aha moment for me that no matter what you do, no matter mm. like how good a thing you could do, yeah, people yeah. are gonna hate on you. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that was like just a side, just then uh, sort of relates to what you were saying, but. You know, I've had many coaching sessions because obviously I believe in coaching. So I get coached a lot and mm, I've mm. had coaching for a wide variety of things, whether it's uh, mindset, whether it's finance, whether it's speaking. And I always find that when I go into those coaching sessions without ever leaving a session, there's an insight. And the reason why that happens is because you get to create a thinking space and you get to explore mm. all the things that are holding you back. All the things that are like mm. uh, sitting in your mm. subconscious that you you think you think about, but you don't really because you don't verbalize it. You know, when mm. when I was running Think Week, I always said to people, the reason we do it in, in different formats is because when you are thinking for yourself, self-reflecting versus when you are writing something down I'm versus thinking. when you are speaking yeah. versus when you are mm. in, a, in a group, all of that access, access is different ways of thinking. Yes. And, and that's important. And like when you get into a coaching session, the same thing happens. I'll think about an example just now because there's actually been like, like coaching has changed my life and there's been many, yeah. many moments. One that well, I can just I think, quickly. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just remember coaching says that, that I had with a client. Mm. We were, mm. um, so he, he's a very successful entrepreneur. Uh, mm. At that stage, he was running like six different businesses. And mm. he came to me and he said, uh, I need to be more consistent in my training. Like that was a big thing for him. And like he, he just couldn't mm. create that consistency. 
And when he got to me, every time he said to me, I have a time management problem. Like that was his big thing. Mm. I have a time management problem. Mm. And I can tell you, it's almost never a time management problem. When we mm. started speaking about it, what emerged was that as he was growing up, he, he was part of a, like a Portuguese family. So they had all these restaurants and cafes and every weekend, if he wasn't at school, he was working. And yeah. after school, he was working. And so mm. what became a part of his identity was that I am someone who works all the time, mm. right? And so actually what was happening for him is that when he stopped uh, working to go to the gym, he felt immense guilt. Like mm. that's actually the thing. It wasn't time management. Mm. It was like the immense guilt he felt because people were at the office still working. He wasn't being mm. productive. Mm. Is he being the leader that he needs to be? And so you can do whatever you want from a time management point of view. It's not going to solve this problem. You need mm. to address it at the root cause, which is mm. an identity, you know? Mm. It's, it, I love that because you've got to interrogate the issue itself. The issue itself is not always the issue. You know, it, the, if you get sure, down into sure. the challenge, you, you can really interrogate it. But I think a big thing of why people don't bring in new input, and, and I was saying to you off air before we started recording, I can't wait for this holiday because I'm exhausted. My brain's fatigued. My new book's coming out. I finished that just over the last sort of few weeks, and I just want to go. But what I feel like is that what I've come to realize is that the brain likes predictability because it's less expensive. Mm. And what I mean by that, it's, it, it's easier just to keep going with the so, same old programming. And, and even though you're not happy with it, it's familiar and comfortable and your brain has made a habit of it. Mm. And so it takes an immense amount of energy to even want to take that step to go and get a coach. And let's just become clear on one thing. One coach is different from another coach. And it's not just because you have one coach you sorted. There's specificity with coaching. And I know just with you and me and how different we are in the work that we do. And if you think about somebody that's trying to lose weight, they need a nutritionist, which is a different type of coach to a personal trainer, which is a different type of coach to a, a person that massages you. And so you need to also realize that coaching is just not a one-stop hit. Mm. It's a multi-layered process where you need to sign up or you could sign up for workshops, watch lectures, listen to podcasts, have a coach, have two types of coaches do subconscious work and conscious work. And by subconscious work, I mean it's teacher plant work, de dealing with shamanic work. That's a very different idea than is just coaching on itself. So mm. there's so many vastly different types of inputs that I think we need to take into consideration. And remember that your brain will always fight it. Why? It's expensive, as in not financially, as in energy using, because your brain doesn't want to waste energy. It wants to make everything a habit. So we get caught up in these habits, you know? But talking about new inputs, uh, Eric, I want to talk about the expansive conversations. Mm, I see what you did I, there. Nice. You like that. You, I like that. The third time, every time we do a segue, you're like, there's a segue. You don't, you don't have to name them. You can be professional. I let them just move like nobody noticed. Listen, give me, it's only two years of podcasting. Give me another year, another you two too, years. But you, you don't know? have to, like in one stage, you find like every time you do something, it's like, now let me tell you about, not just tell them, bro. Don't worry, don't worry about telling, telling them that you're going to tell them. Yeah, so the segue is, out of this is, Look, again, uh, I think uh, Eric and I like to practice everything we talk about, and I, um, I can only really write anything in any of my books or talk about anything once I've digested it, ingested it, conceptualized it, and brought it out into my own version of thinking about it. 
And um, it's pointless to just talk about theories of growth and expansiveness without really experimenting in new ways. And so Eric and I have been listening, studying, interrogating, hiring, just like doing a whole bunch of different things. And we've decided that from uh, the next podcast, we are going to start something new. And we call this the expansive conversations. And what we have done is we have brought two very good friends on board with us. And one, his name is Sipiwe Moyo, who's an unbelievable human capital specialist in South Africa, somebody who's come from a very poor background, who is doing exceptionally well now and a huge inspiration to me. And he's always got a joke, a song, a vibe, and he's really, really a busy speaker, thought leader and uh, author in South Africa. And then we've also brought on somebody you might know or might not know, but if you follow us on social media, you'll definitely know his name is Mark Sham, um, a very energetic, a dynamic entrepreneur, very big on events, speaking, and uh, just putting, like he's been putting events together since he was eight years old, putting mm. like parties together and club, like clubbing together. Now it's moved into speaking events and obviously being the founder of Suits and Sneakers, um, you would most probably know him because he's uh, always doing stuff with Eric and I. So from next week, we will have one week of expansive conversations where we will bring them on and just get them to share their thoughts. And it's not going to be interview style, but much more for friends talking and conversating about the topic at hand, as well as world affairs. And then the following week, we'll go back to the business, um, the expansive business podcast, where it will be just Eric and I. And then the following week, we'll again go back to Sipiwe and to Mark. And we're going to test this out. And we'd love to hear back some feedback from our listeners, because we want to bring new input in. It changes both Eric and I, it changes your experience and also expands the podcast, which mm. is really what we're wanting to do more than anything else. Do you want to share any ideas and thoughts? Yeah. About I, just, this next step? I just think very importantly, you know, we don't want this to be an interview style podcast. Um, when we set out to create the expansive, we were very clear on that. It won't be that um, because I think often, you know, we both listen to many podcasts I think what tends to happen is you see the same guest on so many different podcasts. It, it feels like it's always the same questions and it's always just mm. like this one-way conversation. And it, it kind of feels just a bit empty to me and it feels a bit overdone. So what mm. we are trying to do with the, um, the conversation style is that we will have four people on the podcast in one go. We'll discuss mm. a few different topics. We'll let it flow. We'll let it riff. Mm. And it's not going to be about uh, interrogating them. That's not the, the point mm. here. We want you to yeah. listen in on the conversation. So personally, I'm very excited for it. Uh, I love that we are still obviously keeping the nature of the podcast to what it is. And we, yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've been experimenting with this for, this has been our yeah. baby to experiment with. Yes. <laughs> there's yes, been a yes, lot, yes. it's been through lots of iterations. Uh, I'm glad awesome, there's no man. number behind the, the expanse of, you know, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0, 6.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you are aware or not, we have a WhatsApp group that we've started for the expansive inner circle. The number is plus 27 64 64 71701. And we get questions on there, comments, and there's a whole bunch of chit chat that's happening on there. So please do join us on our WhatsApp group that will be in the notes at the end of the podcast. And thanks again for tuning in to our show this week. If you've enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or someone in your team. We'd also appreciate it if you left us a rating on a review on the Apple podcast. They really do help us. 
Just a quick reminder, there are a few ways to connect with us. Book either Eric or myself to speak at your event. We also do combined learning experiences. And from next week, please do join us as we'll be having the expansive conversations happening. Any last parting words of wisdom there, Eric? You know, I, I love this topic that we spoke about today. And I think what I would love to leave people with is a challenge to go and change one input in the week to come. Uh, I'm really excited that you get to change your input by changing countries altogether. I think that's going to be incredible and shifting from work mode into hopefully some relaxation and some rest. Uh, that's a great input. Enjoy that. Uh, even though you're going to be doing that, we'll still be recording the podcast. So thank you for that as well. But yeah, to those listening, uh, change one input. That's it. Well done. I like that. Just one thing at a time. We don't have to change the world in one go. Thanks for joining us again. Next time, are we recording this? I'll be in Lithuania. Eric will be in Johannesburg. And we'll be joined by Sipiwe Moyo and Mark Sham, which we're very excited about. Ciao for now. Ciao.